the now. Welcome to the Heathens Got to Life, a show with this opinionated jerk and his little brother. Give our take on how to live your best life. I am Kay Ibn Latif. What's up, world? I'm Kayla Shine. Welcome to our world, folks. Thank you for tuning in. You are in for a very interesting ride. The word heathen in this universe called the Heathens Got to Life is actually an endearing term. A heathen is simply someone who lives their life unapologetically according to a belief system and a code of conduct that works for and makes sense to them, irrespective of what others might think or feel. So here we are, episode two of our season two, Marmy. And we're, <laughs> and uh, we're expanding our reach, y'all. We, um, we've always been on Mixcloud via, um, via the station Nork.fm, but now you can find us on SoundCloud and iTunes. So search for The Heathens Got to Life and subscribe. This episode, we have our very first guest of the season, and I'm very excited to have them here. We'll introduce them shortly. So, Marmy. Hi. How's your life? What new and exciting stuff is on your mind this week? Uh, you know, I've been taking it easy this week. It's just one of those times of the year where you just kind of wait for the big holiday to happen. And for me, I don't like people, so I really prepare myself for my family. Okay, I like people. I don't like the people in my family. That's fair. <laughs> your family is... People ooh. are wonderful. Um, so... I, I've recently come to the conclusion that I don't have to show up if I don't want to. And that's powerful for me because I would always feel bad because my grandmother always wants to see me and stuff. And I don't go around um, too much besides the holidays. So I'm like, okay, this is the one day where I can suck it up and just do whatever. Now I just don't go because I don't want to. And I don't feel bad about it anymore. So um, <laughs> I support you in that. Your family is, I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't. And, and, and this is the, the part of the family that's not directly connected to you. So you really don't have to. <laughs> and you don't. I don't engage with those people. I'm sorry. <laughs> so um, besides that, what else? I just been working. I got to work on a bunch of cool stories and a bunch of sad ones, too. I worked on a story about a transgender woman who was killed by a pastor in Detroit. What? Like, word. Like, I was covering that all week. And um, apparently he killed her, shot her and put her behind some type of, you know, dumpster or something, went to his job at the water factory, and then called in the police. I guess God was like, that's wrong. So he called the police and said he got robbed and that he had shot someone, and they arrested him. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, that, that, that's, that's what happened in Detroit. So that's, like, <laughs> kind of common for me to do those type of stories, but it just really hit home because... You always hear about it being such an epidemic against LGBT, um, against the LGBT community. But like, I was really like in the story. So her name was Kelly Stroh. Um, RIP to you, young lady. She was like in her 30s. So unfortunate. Yeah. And there's more sad stories. But yeah, that's been my week. <laughs> how? That's a hell of a week. How was your week? Well, I had an outstanding week. <laughs> I mean, 
<coughs> Excuse me. Let it out. Let it out. Stop it. <laughs> um, the highlight of my week was getting um, our show up on SoundCloud and iTunes. Thank you for that. Um, I, I feel a tremendous sense of accomplishment by doing that because um, I really stand for our show. And um, SoundCloud and iTunes are important uh, platforms. Important important platforms Very, for podcasts. Yeah. Um, so it was good to get that um, done. Um, I saw Ailey the other day. You see Ailey like 10 times a year. I see Ailey three to four times a season. <laughs> it's a tradition. I get my tickets when they go on sale in September. In fact, I get the, the I get the brochure and I go look at the programs and I circle out the shows that, that I want to go see. And I buy my tickets when they go on sale the day after Labor Day every year. It's a tradition. You know, it's a, it's a cultural thing, and people should support Ailey because it's what it's ours. Ailey is the is the dance company by which all other dance companies are measured. Mm-hmm. Um, and this year, I'm going four times. Oh. The first time I took my bestie, I took my bestie Tamika. I like to share the experience with people that I know and love. And so this is our first time going to see Ellie together. Oh, that's huge. It's a that's very huge. special experience. Yeah. I took you a couple of years ago. You did. And it was fun. Um, what else is going on in my life? Um, I got a random call this morning from this guy that I used to talk to. I mentioned last week that um, uh, about my whole dating life. But this kid that I dated for like three months, right? You would think three months talking to somebody isn't really a big deal. But, like, I still feel so unsettled. And so to get some rogue call, I was like, why is he calling me? I didn't answer. Um, but I just, it, it, it made me realize that uh, it's just not complete. Like I, like, I don't have issues with my ex that I had 13 and a half years with, right? Mm. And I don't, like, have any lingering things. But somebody for three months, and we, and, we weren't even, and we weren't even exclusive. Is he out of state? No, he's here. Is he, is he a kid kid? He's 25. And that's why he's still on you. <laughs> <laughs> Gave him some of that deity. <laughs> but anyway, I mean, so that, that that was really random. I was like, because I took his number out of my phone. Damn. And I was like, I kind of recognized it. Um, but anyway. That's the <laughs> so, wait, point. so you knew it was something about heart. No, I just, I don't. Nobody really FaceTimes me unless I... There's only a few folks that FaceTime me. Um, and we always talk via FaceTime. Okay. And I kind of had a... I kind of remember what his number was a little bit. But it just... It, I, think it, I think it was. It was him. <laughs> you just faded him. I mean... Mm-hmm. Anyway. Um, so, other than that, I haven't had any, like, grandiose or... Uh, not grandiose. I haven't had anything substantive on my mind this week. I kind of had a easy week in my mind too um but i'm excited about today's show it actually um was sparked by a conversation that i had with tamika and again we'll introduce her in a minute we also have another guest um that we'll introduce but um before we get to them um do you want to say anything else before i go on i have to always give you the floor hey (laughs) <laughs> Let's jump right into our topic this week. <laughs> this week on The Heathen's Guide to Life, we're going to explore the factors that shape our sexual behavior. And we have a couple of special guests to drive the conversation. First, we have Tamika. Hey, Tamika. <laughs> hey. Hi. Welcome to our show. Thank you for having me. And thank you for being here and for introducing us to this topic that we're going to go into. Um, we also have another good friend of mine, Mr. Chike. Yo. 
What's up, Chike? What up? Um, so to give a little bit of a background um, on how we arrived at today's show, Tamika and I were going to a party in Harlem a couple of weeks ago, and somehow we got somehow we started talking about sex. Uh, like, you know, friends talk about sex all the time. And she recalled the conversation that she had with some guy. And I was like, oh, this is a really interesting topic. And it reminded me of kind of the way, you know, my heathen mind works. So to start us off, Tamika, can you kind of clue us in and lay the groundwork for today's conversation? So uh, the, the, I have this habit of having random conversations with strangers that end up getting really deep really fast. And, and uh, we were talking about, um, I don't know, I think he was talking about getting some or something like that and that uh, he wasn't really seeing anybody and he, wasn't, he hadn't been married. And um, it, so it ended up going into him not getting fulfilled in some way or another. And I said to him, you know, if if you really wanted to have fun with a woman and her be fully self-expressed sexually and be able to enjoy you in ways that are unrestricted, you got to stop calling us a whore or a whore for doing that. And he said, I've been saying that to all my homeboys forever. I've been telling them to stop telling stories, stop lying on their dicks, stop calling women hoes that whatever that makes the stigma around a woman and her sexual behavior linger uh and so we thought we'd continue that conversation here because um i think it's an interesting idea now it's it's not just perpetuated by men i want to make that very clear totally women make each other whores all the time all the time and it it just so happens that i relate more closely in my experience to having been called names or being seen with the boy just talking to them in school and next thing you know i'm sleeping with them that kind of stuff happened to me all my life Mm -hmm. so kind of the overarching theme that i hear in this that we're going to really uh, delve into is kind of with women especially um how much the fear of being labeled a whore shapes them and how much it limits them and how much it um kind of colors how outward they are about sex you know we all want to have sex um starting at a young age but at a very young age women especially are told to be a certain kind of way to be prim and prude and you know hold it at the same time um men are encouraged to kind of like fuck everybody Mm -hmm. and so there's this like you know women get a, a, a black mark against them if they speak openly and frankly about sex and men is just kind of status quo to talk openly about sex and to kind of be like that. Um, so, uh, Kamar, what do you think about, about what's going on so far? Well, it's it's tough for me because I've never really thought it was about the conversation surrounding sex. I thought it was more about the mileage on the pussy that made oh. you a hoe. Oh. And really? Honestly, I, I, I've known girls. I've always hung around at least a few girls in my crew. And... Um, they were never hoes for talking about sex. You're like, if you're fucking your nigga and it's just you and him, that's cool. But the girls that I knew that were hoes were the jump-offs. They got around. And um, they were really good at what they did, and they did it with a lot of people. That's what made them whores. So let's so let's be so let's align ourselves on the definition of a whore for right. the sake of this conversation. Um, I can go first. Like my for me, it was just about 
the mileage thing. Mileage. So pussy mileage makes you a whore. Pussy mileage, even dick mileage too. Like, and my one, I mean, I went to high school here in Newark. It was never cool for a guy to get around. Like, excuse it, me? No, no. Nobody wants dick that everybody's had. Chike, what do you think about being a whore? What's a whore to you? Somebody that sleeps around a lot. So can so it's it's not exclusive to being a woman or a man. I mean, nah. it's anybody. Somebody anybody who's around a lot is a whore. Yeah. Is I feel a, like girls get more grief over it. Guys are kind of like you know they get a little pass, but it's still not cool to girls. Or to guys. It's like even being single after a certain age. It's like a guy, you're a bachelor, but a woman, you're like a spinster. Like, it's the same. It's like, but you're still single, but... Similar. Yeah, I can see that connection. But no, I've never put... uh, Me personally, I've never put like a thing on on, uh, a gender on like whorism. Yeah. Hoism. Hoism. So... How about you, Tamika? How do you define it? I try not to. Okay. I don't really agree with it. You don't agree with what? You don't think the whole word hoe should be in the dictionary? I don't think men or women should be labeled that. If and, mm. and it's because you should. So the idea is you are naturally prone to having sex. Yeah. And just because you want to do it maybe more than someone else doesn't make you diminished in any kind of way. You're not mm. coming from some kind of deficit. And I think they assign that that label to, to women in particular because they think we're weak for sleeping around or there's something wrong with us if we have sex with more than one person at a time or if we have sex very often or if we want it. And so I don't like it. So I, I try not to label anybody that. Okay. I also don't, my personal definition of a whore, I don't, I mean, it's weird because I say I'm a whore sometimes because I have a lot of sex, but I don't think that's a wrong, I'd use it because it's a playful word, Mm -hmm. Um, but I don't necessarily think that, you know, being promiscuous or, you know, having a lot of sex partners makes you a whore. Um, I think of a whore actually as a synonym for a prostitute. Yeah, somebody who Um, gets paid and and they may call themselves that. That's what a whore really is. And I think we've kind of taken that word out of of, of its original meaning and assigned it to people that just um, are sexually active. And I think, again, um, because we've put this kind of dark mark on being sexually active or being promiscuous, um, it makes people hide. Um, people hide their sexual proclivities. They hide their like their uh, body count, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't. I encourage people to kind of challenge that. Um, let's go to dating, right? Since we're all single. Oh, Kamar's not single. Just kidding. Mm-mm, mm-mm. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm technically not, not single, single either. either. Right. So half of us are single. She, wait, right, Chike, actually, single. I never know what you. I'm single. <laughs> okay, so we have two single people and two people that end in relationships. Um, does do you talk about your body count early on in the conversation of meeting somebody? Oh, hell Never no. with the man. Hell no. Never with the man. Never with the man. Not early on. Not until I understand his stance. Um, once I get past number ten, I feel like it goes downhill. <laughs> you know, like it's there's all kinds of assumptions about what that means. Mm-hmm. Chike, would you... Um, and, I mean, I've had that experience with women as well. Don't get me wrong. Really? But yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. Meaning when you talk to... When you talked about your body count with other women, they like... Yeah, there'll be, there'll be some judgmental flavor to the conversation. Or you can see them kind of... that You can tell by their body language that they're not cool with it. I have a friend that has sex with like a thousand people. Mm. And, I'm, and I winced not 
because he had that much sex. It was like, how did you fit that all in? <laughs> like, were you having sex with like three dudes a day for like a couple of years? Like, cause we're like, he's like maybe five years younger than me. And I'm like, how? How sway? With a nine to five? Like how do you? Yeah. But I find that is fascinating that the, is though. Is that the nine to five? Excuse me. That would take quite a commitment. My friend so has a very high sex drive, and I applaud him for it. Um, Chike, I want to kind of, I want to, I want to dig into your mind. Um, so I've been having sex for a while, for like twenty years. How old are you? Thirty-five. You started I mean, when you were fifteen. You started 13, early. Yeah. Everything oh. happened when I was thirteen. Oh. Driving, fucking, uh, working, a um, couple of like, yeah, a lot of stuff happened when I was thirteen. So at this stage in your life, at this stage in your life, um, you know, how do you feel? What's your approach to, um, how do I ask this question? Do you have a problem with a woman that has had more sexual partners than you? Nah. I'm 35, yo. There's certain things that I know I want a family and I know I want to be married. So for me to be like 35 and meet sisters around my age and expect them to have no kids and be virgins and to have like all this stuff, it's kind of like, mm, to me, it's not realistic. Do you feel the, Do you feel like you have to be the aggressor or that you're the one that kind of takes the lead when it comes to sex with your girls, with your women, excuse me? Uh, in in my past relationships, uh, it's been a, it's been like both. I think. So if a Maybe woman depends on the the, the specific relationship, mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. I've had women who were um, more into like um, being the aggressor and being more forward with like, yo, let's go there and stuff. And sometimes it's been like me, like, yo, let's go there. But when a woman is like that with you, is she wife material or is she just jump off material? Uh, she has been. So my ex-wife was the aggressor. You were married? Yes, I've been married. <laughs> get out! I want to get, get married again. I never uh, do that. <laughs> I, I never do again. that. Kids and babies and shit. Um, but yeah, no. So my my uh, my ex-wife was the aggressor in in terms of our relationship, and we were together for like five years. Hmm. Yeah. So I'm all for it. I don't. I don't think. Um, I agree with that. That we've taken the word "whore" out of context. Um, but I don't agree with uh, people labeling other folks because of the things they do in general, right? So if you want to fuck, fuck. Oh, well, like, yes, yeah, like, like she said something about it's like our natural instinct kind of, right? And so why are we talking about being human beings in a bad way? You know? You're such a unicorn. Uh, so I think the one thing that we are kind of like overlooking is the connection between um, somebody's body and when you connect with somebody else there's an implicit connection there yeah and for me I you know just to be honest I've had guys who I was very much interested in and once I found out that they had a past of like a lot of guys um, it, it, it turned me off a little bit why honestly because I guess at that point I had already slept with them not like I didn't go all the way, but we had done things and it just felt so good. And it really felt like something that was just for me. And I kind of would like to think that I'm in a small pool of people that have got to experience that. So once I got to the point of where I'm like, oh, I'm like 15, 16, I'm like, OK, so this is just what you do. Like, it's not it has nothing to do with me or like how good I am in bed. You're just like good because you've had experience. And I was a lot younger then. Um, and my my my. My thinking has evolved a little bit, but even still, like it's just not. 
very um, attractive to me personally because I like to feel like I'm having something exclusive. And um, when that sounds so not plausible. It, I mean, it's fucked up, but I'm just. I said, no I, have to, I said I had to confess, and this is my little confession. Like when I found out that it was like that, I was like, damn, like so. This shit like about to be loose soon. Like you got like two more good fucks in you before like it's Come just falling on. out. I'm just keeping it real. Get out of here. That's, that's how I think. That's very that's common I though. Think. I think for men, like they don't want to hear yeah. somebody that I've dated didn't want to hear that I had had as many partners or that there was even one person before me. Ah, uh, it before hurts. Them. It hurts. It's like, like a double-edged sword, it's though. Common. It's common. Like I think it's pretty common. I think what he's talking about. I feel like it. And no, I think it's it's it is, sword, it is too. Then somebody will be like, "Yo, um, I don't, I ain't rocking with you because you rock with too many other folks." But then you want somebody that's not rocked with anybody. But then you get with them and like they don't know what they're doing. And right. then you judge yeah. them either way. So it's like you can't that's please true. anybody it's, anyway. Yes. So it's like do what you want. Like fuck it, you can't please everybody. You can't learn how to dip it and do it unless you dip it and do it <laughs> for yeah. a lot of people, right? You gotta like, I mean, you need practice. YouTube, how to, or <laughs> or if you have a partner, you settle with them and you have consistent sex with them. But at the same time, if you have consistent sex with the same person, then you're not bringing. Then how are you bringing in new and fresh ideas? And you need, I mean, but you can still I, be a whore versus with his term of whoreage. I mean, mileage, I'm sorry, not horage. Uh, he said mileage. Yeah. So you can have mad sex with one person, but that still makes you a... Well, for me, the mileage thing is is more of a term about how many different people you've been so with. So body count. So it's not mileage body, then. Well, yeah. it's body count, and it's like, because if you're with a person, you just kind of like, in your mind, you just, okay, consistent sex with this guy, all right? I, I kind of already estimate that into yeah. your given mileage. But when you multiply the guys, it's like, oh, now I have to estimate that with, oh, that's a lot. You know, and even if those are one time. Yeah, I think it's just about the the misconception that goes along with what happens to the vagina when you have sex a lot yeah. or the ass. What happens to the Pussy vagina? Is when you have sex a Pussy is a muscle. Pussy is a muscle. What happens to it? Please enlighten oh, yes. me. I, I, oh, yeah, I, I, yeah. I said it's a misconception about oh, what misconception. Yeah. What is the what do you think people think? I think um you can push out babies and things will go back to like normal-ish. Yeah. And once you take enough dick. It's like, all right, well, it's time for like a little a judge up down there. You got to get an extra stitch or something because oh. you loose. Come on. Wait, so if, is how so is a baby? Wait, time out, time out. So how is a baby? How is it going to snap back after a baby but not snap back I after I said a few babies. After a while, I just would imagine it would get loosey-goosey. But from dick? Penises aren't bigger than babies. Yeah. yeah, I haven't no. really tested any of this. I'm no. just saying. What, <laughs> so let's apply. Well, we know penises aren't as big as babies. The misconception <laughs> is that if you, what you know that. So ass for ass, I can say with the people who I fuck consistently, things change after a few months. It does not. It's not like the way it was. Well, when that's you first a different thing. That's I, a different, now, now yeah. mind you, I've never had anal sex with any woman I've ever dealt with, right? But what I've heard is like there's like a rubber band around that, and once you snap that rubber band, it's a wrap. So it doesn't matter how many no, or whatever, go, but it's like <laughs> you can't. It's not the same. Pussy. Yeah, that's not the same as a vagina. Right. It's not the same comparison. And just my disclaimer when I what I said, I said you know. With, with the el elasticity when it comes to the ass or the pussy, like I just kind of lumped it all in. I know there's some technicalities there. Oh, they're so but different. They're the, so different. the misconception is that if you have enough dick, 
and you have enough objects in there, it gets it gets loose. That's a very so I would like to know: Is that true, Mythbusters? Well, I mean, there is there is going to be change over time, right. but I really feel like you'd have to be putting in a tremendous amount. And just think about the women who are in the in sex workers in yeah. the industry. Yeah. If they if they really were having worn getting their pussies worn out, mm-hmm. they would not be able to work. Like they'd have to retire. Yeah, right. And, and that's not the case. That's not what happens. Yeah. So you're it does it it does expand and contract. Um, over time the reason why women have to get rejuvenation is usually around um, getting older and also if they've had multiple children but even with that see that's what I said after a few babies right but there's when that when you have when you have children it stretches you beyond belief and then there's also tearing that happens as the child is coming out Mm -hmm. and that could also Mm -hmm. change the makeup of what's happening in in your vaginal walls and such don't do that I hope not. They well, it depends on it does depend on the size and it depends on how lubricated your you know your your yeah the your, <laughs> the penis is and you know what else is going on in there. But usually that's that's it, that, that's not how it works. Yeah, that's not how it um, works. and and again, I never thought that that's what it was, but I'm just saying that that's the misconception mm. that's out there. You just assume that the more you take, the more things um, wear out. And um, like I can be like for real, like with with dating and stuff, it's like. You want somebody who's good at sex, and you want someone who um, knows what they're doing, but you might not want to marry that person. You might want to have a good time with them, and you you because when you think of the whole being open about sex is heathen life, and you know I'm just all free, like that's all good for fun, but there are also a set of like morals and um, prudency and stuff that that you know or lack thereof that comes with that. And for me personally, like, this is good for me now that I'm young, but my partner questions what I'm going to teach our children because of how I am, how I think. So I connect that to the same thing about being free and open about your sex and stuff. Like, that's cool to have fun with someone. But when you're actually thinking about settling down with them, there's some consideration that you have to have there. It has to be an agreement. So I I actually am in the belief that humans are not monogamous beings. Mm. And if because there's too much evidence, I have not researched this enough. I've, I've looked through some stuff and usually I'm looking to reinforce what I'm thinking. But mm-hmm. um, basically, if 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 that were the case, we wouldn't have as much infidelity. We wouldn't have right. people want. Why do you get attracted to somebody that you see walking by and you get sexually aroused? If we were meant to be monogamous, that wouldn't be the mechanism that happens. So when you talk about getting into relationships, then it's a choice that you have to put very conscious effort mm-hmm. to stay monogamous with one person. It's it's and for a lot of people, it's a stretch. It to really be monogamous, is. yeah, it's a stretch. Yeah. And so if you're going to agree mm-hmm. to it, then you, that's that's what we're talking about. That's what you're getting at when you're talking about um, dating too, right? So you send you send this person out, your the representative. And if you want to hook somebody, maybe you're going to say, yeah, 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 it's all about you. Mm-hmm. That's all mm-hmm. I want. When in fact, that may not be the case. That may not be your history, yeah. whatever. And for, uh, for, for some folks, men and women, they worry about their partner straying away. And it's about like, if you've had so many partners, how can you possibly be faithful? And there's a direct connection there. Yeah. Then, but then there's yes. how do you please your how do you keep yes. your partner pleased if you don't know what you're doing then? It's like that's that's the other side. Do you want to marry somebody who's going to please you, right? No. So what I was so getting then, at 
Earl, I'm sorry. Well, I'm saying? just saying, like yeah. in general, like we want to marry somebody that's gonna please us sexually, yeah. but we don't want to marry somebody that's been pleased sexually in their own <laughs> past. Like it's kind of like a see, yeah, like kind of like a crazy like concept, thing. right? You it's want a catch twenty two. You want a virgin that has experience. <laughs> it makes sense. I don't think right. <laughs> honestly, it's okay for me to feel like I'm schooling you and I'm giving you all these pointers yeah. and yeah. up in your sex game. Like I can compare your virgin self to like you ten years later. That's for for most guys they take that as a compliment. Like you know I've helped my girl or my guy like you know open up sexually and stuff like that. Yes, but you shit. don't you don't want to think about the fact that all these other guys have helped her get to where she is now. Um, oh, so you feel like you can't teach somebody anything new that's already had other partners? Not, not that. I'm just saying, like, there is a good chance that people will be welcoming to someone who hasn't had a lot of partners because they feel like they can school them right. and they can learn things and explore things together. I don't know how common that is, but for me, I wouldn't mind going with someone who's less experienced. Um, the other thing I is, don't want no, but I don't want no novice. I don't want it. To, I don't know. I don't want no motherfucker that don't know what he doing. I want somebody that has. I don't. I don't. I don't care about his body count. Although I'm usually curious, I'm usually curious about it. But like, I don't want nobody that's inexperienced. I want to either learn something or be able to have complete fun and not be like, oh, yeah. Like I don't yeah, want to. Yeah. I don't. The bedroom is not a place for education. <laughs> I mean, everybody's different, but just going back to what Tamika said, there's definitely the, that monogamy thing that's there, and you do associate the, um, I don't know what else to call it. You, you, you associate holes with being, you know, very much not faithful. Uh, because you, you would just imagine, okay, she's going to get a little taste of this, and she's going to want more she's it's like when you let a cat outside and you know about all these different flavors and all these different places to go it's hard to make a cat come back in and i think once you kind of become <laughs> once you once you find <laughs> out animals now. i'm telling you <laughs> once you find out the secret which to me is like what you said like monogamy is like this myth i don't believe that people are really bred to be monogamous i don't i'm not really into that but i think once you find out that people are kind of like drawn to be multiple into multiple partners and you know into multiple uh, escapades or whatever it's kind of hard to unlearn that and just go and go back to just be having regular old life so i do think that there's a case to be built about you know girls who have had a, or guys that have had a lot of partners i think it's a little hard to just go and be monogamous unless you really have something to just anchor them down and make them want to be there forever. I don't, I don't, so I, it's, I'm of the mind that I'll use myself as, as an example. I have gotten around this dick has lived. And because Yo. of that, <laughs> but because of that, because I've um, gotten around and I've been promiscuous for a while, um, I'm like, I haven't, I've done it enough to like, it's not novel anymore. Like there's a period where like just having a lot of sex is just almost like it's almost novelty. Yeah. It's like, oh I can, so I do. Yeah. But then eventually you get to a place where you want more. You want um you yeah. want stability, you want um partnership. Now how that ties into monogamy is a different story. I mean, I think if anything, um I don't know that I'm what am I actually saying? Like, do you believe people are born to be monogamous? I think people make a choice and they live with it. I think people build their identity um, about relationships around monogamy. I think we're taught that and I think that, you know, the human will is, is really strong. Mm -hmm. And if you're told that a certain a certain way of being is the way you, that you're supposed to be, 
then you create your life around that. I think there are people, a lot of people, me included, that don't necessarily adhere to um, what the common, what society says is the way you should be. Yeah, I'm one that challenges that whatever in every way that I can to arrive at my own um, conclusion about how I want to be. But I definitely think that there are people that are very content being monogamous. I agree. Mm-hmm. There's a it's like yeah. a spectrum, you know. Yeah. Like currently, I'm in a relationship. And I, there's, you know, there were people I had in my life previously in another relationship, I would have been hitting them up, you know, just because I'm close to them or I wanted to, you know, experience them every now and then. And I'm not, I don't feel that at all right Mm -hmm. now. And I think it's just the connection uh, that I have at this moment, but I'm not, I'm also not committing to have being in that space forever with her. I'm just not. I'm intentionally keeping myself single until I can articulate um, what parameters I'm, I'm, I want. Like, I want to have the option. I don't want to necessarily lock into any one. I don't want to lock into monogamy. I like being monogamous. I like having one partner. Um, that works well for me. At the same time, um, I want the freedom to step outside of that if the opportunity if the opportunity presents itself and I want to take it. That's the cat that's been outside. Well, I, you just can't like once you have that freedom. It's Pandora's be box has been open. Exactly. Yeah, Pandora's box has been open. That's what I was so, getting at. Yes, and I don't. And the thing is, I'm not saying that's right or wrong to be either kind of way. The way that I choose to be is I want to have the option. I don't. I want to. And be I able think to most live. people do if they're honest with themselves. Yeah, and that's yes. that's yes. Yes, I, I think they. I want to be one person. I'm good. I want to be one person that just pleases me sexually, emotionally, mentally, like all t- spiritually, all types of stuff. And we build in and we good. I don't need the option to step wow. out. I'm that good. sounds good. You ain't I'm never cheated good. on your girlfriend or your wife? In the past, yes. In the past. What's your body count? Mm. Oh, I don't know. Oh. I've been having sex for 22 years. Bro. I lost count of mine, too. Really? I mean, I was in, I was, I was, uh, I was in college. And I was pretty promiscuous in college. Um, I've been single for the last about two years now, a little bit over two years. And um, I can say I've had a few uh, one-offs with some women that I, that have been waiting for me, apparently. Oh. Oh. While I was in they always line up. Oh. Yeah, because when you're single, oh. they'd be like, oh. be like <laughs> he's single again. Yep. <laughs> we smell it. We, mm-hmm. we, we smell it. So it's like, yeah, but um, <laughs> I um, yeah. So it's it's, but um, no, I, I do want, I want one person. I'm, I mean, I don't, I don't, I've never done any research on the whole monogamy thing about human beings. I've heard we're not supposed to be natural. Human instinct is not supposed to be. Adam and Eve was a false. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't really don't know what to believe because everything is everywhere. So, yeah, but I know I want to, I want to be with one person. I want to rock with one person and be good with one person. I don't need a threesome. I don't need no extra people in the bedroom. I don't need none of that. Like I want one sister. And that's my only like, as far as like you saying, staying single, I like, I want to stay single until I'm able to recognize through discernment and wisdom and patience, what the physical manifestation of what I ask God for is on earth. Right? So I don't know what that looks like yet. I don't right. know if, I, I just know she is a sister. That's so, my only external, like, qualification. She's got to be a sister. I don't. I got over the light, dark, tall, short thing, like, kinky hair, wig, weave. I don't, like, whatever. Got to be a sister, though. Wait, wait, wait. Does it have to be a woman? Sister, yes. Okay. Woman. All sister. All vagina, yes. Hmm. Yeah. I'm for me, saying, yeah, because I want... I want. what God has in store for you. 
No, I do. I think y'all uh, I do. do. I do. No, I think, um, I think it's gonna one be a knows. sister that's gonna bear my. Hopefully, bear some kids. Hopefully, we could adopt some too. And like, yeah, no, it's gonna be a sister. Also, oh, can't be a trans woman. No, it's gonna be a sister. Oh. It's gonna be full on sister. Yeah, sisterlicious. Born sister. natural sister. Sister. Natural fish. Smell like Stop. cocoa butter and motions. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. You didn't say cocoa butter and motions. I hate you. <laughs> show my age. Show my age. I can't. I can't. So I want to wrap. I want to kind of wind this down. We've kind of covered a whole lot in this yeah. kind of spectrum of conversation about yeah. sexual behavior. So I want to kind of let everybody around the table, we're, we're, we're at a table, guys, um, <laughs> kind of give us some final remarks about what they want to make sure that the listeners are getting from our conversation from their perspective. So I'm going to start with Chike. Um, so brothers listening, like, stop brothers that are listening understand that you know you're putting yourself in a catch-22 when you say you want this but you want this with that right so if you want us if you want a woman that's gonna please you then you have to be okay with certain things and if you're my age 35 then you got to be okay with a person that's probably been through some people already um for the women sisters listening there are brothers out here that don't give a fuck about that we appreciate you for being empowered and fully loving your body to be able to fully express it. And there's brothers that appreciate that and will rock with you the way you are. So don't be somebody else. Just be you. Mm-hmm. Tamika. Thank you for that message. I loved it. Thank you. Um, you know, slut shaming is a, a relatively new term. Mm-hmm. I'm enjoying it. Uh, I actually do follow Amber Rose and I love that she's, talking openly about what it's like to be a woman and she's definitely like the main example of somebody who gets shamed for um having sex with men and it it's it's it must be so interesting for her to have to live that life where as soon as she gets with the man it's like she's sleeping with him for something Mm -hmm. and and so whatever twist that is on whatever you say about a woman know that you are damaging her and you're you're actually messing up our community but that way you know we are sexual beings just because we like to have sex doesn't mean we're coming from a place of deficit men stop thinking that you're conquering us just because you have sex with us every man that I've ever had sex with, I pointed at them and I said, you come here. It wasn't about them coaxing me, manipulating me, and some kind of weakness, and that's why I gave them my goodies. No, it was a mutual exchange and we agreed on it, and that's how it usually goes down, and that's what I want people to know. Kamar? <laughs> uh, for me, I just think if, if you're one of those people that find yourself slut-shaming, think about what the word slut means to you and think about what is so bad about it, honestly. Because they are the most fun people in the world. Matter of fact, we are the most fun people in the world. You know what I'm saying? It is what it is. And But you just have to realize that if you want a person that has sexual experience, if you want a person that you know knows their way around the bedroom and all that, it's, it might come with some other stuff. And uh, you have to be willing to accept that. And if you do want a prudent and, you know, very (laughs) nice, calm woman, then I think you should be bringing the same thing to the table. Mm. If you don't want a woman with mileage, I would hope that you have very little mileage on your dick as well. That's all. Mic drop. (laughs) Boom. (laughs) Um, my, My thoughts are, in the spirit of the principles of the Heathen's Guide to Life, what I want the people to know is to, um... 
again, to be unapologetic about who you are and what you want and why you want it. Ladies, if you want to get your pussy beat up by eight people in three days, do it. If you want to get your pussy beat by one person for the rest of your life, then do it. Whatever it is that you have determined to be um, your sexual behavior, whatever that is to you, do it. Men, if you want whatever, it's not even about male and female, actually. It's about people. Whatever it is that works for you, whatever it is that you've determined is um, your behavior, irrespective of what others think or say it's supposed to be, do it. And that is what I have to say. All right, now. And after that, now let's talk some shit. <laughs> I'm going to start with uh, people when you're in traffic who honk their horns while you're in traffic. Mm. Like we all hear. Yeah. Like, you're, like you know that you're stuck. Clearly you're stuck <laughs> and you're still honking your horn. This is so fresh because last night when me and Tamika went to see Ailey, we were um, walking towards the theater and the street was packed. There was nobody was moving. And it was some dude in the car just laying on the cor- on the horn. And I wanted to go to him, knock his window out, and pull him out and say, shut the entire fuck up. It happens. Like, I, it really bothers me. I don't even drive like that. But it really, really, really bothers me. Wow. <laughs> Okay. Clearly, I have a you, clearly, you feel right? kind of way. I do. That's I do. road I do. rage waiting to happen. Mm. I mean, let it out. Let it out. Come on. What do you want? To Punch your pillow. Uh, you know, I have a problem with us laying these legendary titles on these young ass artists, and it's starting to really, really bother me a lot. Oh, Nicki yes. Minaj is not the legend. Like she has had a lot of hits. But I wouldn't necessarily say she's the queen of anything. How long she been out? She came out in what, like more than Jaquido, Jaquie or Jaquez? That's he what got me about thinking about King of R. He got a lot of just, fucking nerve. I just heard his song last, last year. I, was, I, I don't even know his song is. The in the club joint, or and something people like are actually uh, agreeing with that, and it's like, yo. He did exactly. qualify Nikki's for his definitely generation. More queen. Nikki's definitely more queen of this generation than he is king of any generation. Like, he just got on the scene. Nikki's been out here for a little minute. She has. She ain't. She's worth, like, 50 mil. That's not even, like, I know that's not just rap stuff, but, like, yeah. she's been out here more than he has. I know. To be fair, I would say there is nobody else reigning over rap like that, the way she is. Um, at least not for the ladies. So yeah, she she could be. You could say she's the best female rapper, or the only one by default. But I just think that we we are very loosey goosey with those titles, and um, yeah, that's that's that. So let's let's just be careful. And if if we're gonna just throw the titles around like that, we have to all come together and say what the hell a legend is and what it means. I think the easiest way is to go by like record sales and Grammys and all that stuff. But then, how about longevity? Would you say Jay Z is a living legend? <sighs> yes, he's fifty. Yeah. Yes. Jay-Z been out since the 90s and making hits since the 90s. And does he have Grammys? I don't know if he has any Grammys. I don't think that awards are are a marker of... That's what I was going to. And they're worth a billion dollars. He's 50. Yeah, Yeah, I don't think that having awards is a marker of your legendary status. That shit's rigged a lot of times. Yeah, but I think it's... I I would say it's longevity. 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 And consistency. Like Black Thought, I think in the rap game, like black people sleep on Black Thought, but like, yo, he's been out here, you know? doing it so I, I consider him a legend living legend Chike or Tamika do you have anything that grinds your gears that you want to talk shit about yeah uh, along with traffic things I, I, I don't know why I'm kind of 
I'm a rule breaker, but I really don't like it when people don't indicate when they're changing lanes. <gasps> oh, me turning. either. It's really annoying. I won't let you in. Especially if you're, especially if you're behind them. <laughs> I won't let you in um, if, if you don't put your single on. And I really can't stand it when people speed up when you're trying to get over. Oh, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, just to keep you from doing that. But what really, really gets me is when people um, lick their fingers when they're eating. Oh, yeah. Yeah. really? Yeah. You don't, don't watch me don't, eat oxtail then. I don't Baby. know. I mean, I've done it a little bit, but I, I just, there's something about it that like kind of skews me out. And then I see them touching things. Oh, no, 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 no. And all that stuff. And I'm just like, ooh, now your saliva's everywhere. Thank you. I definitely lick my fingers when I'm eating. But you definitely do. I've seen it and I haven't said anything to you. Time to let it out. Let it out. I also use a lot of napkins too. Yeah, you do. I do. I do. I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. That's a little nasty to look at. I have something else to talk shit about. I want to talk shit about bottoms that take about bottoms that can't take dick. Wait a minute. I was going to talk about some other shit. No, I want to... We need a good 15 minutes for this one. No, so here's... No, so... No, no, no. So here's what I got to say about bottoms that can't take dick, right? If you're going to be a bottom, it means that you want to take dick. That's that's your preferred position, and it means that you're supposed to be good at it. So, like, I was having a conversation. I had... The other day, I was filming... No virgin bottoms for... No virgin bottom. bottom. I have no patience. In fact, in fact, so I have a friend. I have a friend (laughs) who said that like he can't take dick like that. He can take he can't take big dicks and he can't take dick more like 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 five minutes before he's saying like oh jerk off. And I'm like, listen, if I were to have sex with you and after five minutes you said stop and jerk off, I'm going to mistreat you. I'm going to like I'm going to really cause you by I'm going to like choke you out. I'm going to do something to get myself off because I'm going to be mad. I don't have sex to jerk off. I have sex to fucking not have to jerk off. Mm. So I think it's a disservice to sex. I think it's a disservice sexual activity for a bottom to not take dick. Then don't be a bottom. This okay. So this is something I've been on both sides of this train. <laughs> and the, the the as a top, I think if your bottom isn't taking you, it's because you're not doing what has to be done to open them up and to relax them. So you just can't go, oh, okay, I'm going to lick it in. Uh-uh-uh. It doesn't oh, happen like that. That's what she said. There's a, <laughs> there's a whole process that goes into it. Mm-hmm. And um, for a bottom, I would say if you can't take dick for more than five minutes, then you're probably full of shit. Literally. 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 Oh. <laughs> and, and it's, uh, yeah, yeah, that's probably why you can't take dick. So if you clean yourself properly, you can probably take lots of dick. <laughs> <laughs> You're laughing because it's true. He just needs to relax. So I want to talk shit about people that uh, have a problem with like not helping people in their community and then getting mad when other people want to help people in their community. Oh, that's Explain, the city of Newark. That's a whole entire city of Newark. Like, if you're not going to help then don't get mad at any other people for helping. I need you to name names. I'm not here for that today. But Give I'm just me saying, like, can I have a better example? Give me another example, example uh, Chike, please. Um, so like my so like 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 black folk, right? That don't want to help black folk, mm-hmm. but they get mad when like non-black folk want to help black folk. Mm-hmm. And I mean and I mean genuine non like people that are genuine non-black that right. genuinely want to help right not the ones that you know for the check or whatever like people that don't look like us that want to help that really actually want to help like don't get mad at them for wanting to help if you're not helping like what the fuck i don't get it but wait that what's shit, their argument though it's just, oh what they coming in here doing all, like 
okay, but you're not doing it. So like, you know what I'm right. saying? Like if you're not educating your kid, don't get mad at somebody else for wanting to educate your kid. If you're not trying to build your community or um, uh, rebuild your village, don't get mad at somebody else for wanting to rebuild your village. That's it was, it was a conversation we had like this weekend about some stuff. And I was just like, yo, why people get mad at other people for wanting to help? It never made sense to me. Okay. Mistrust, like, I think, yes. Yeah. Some of it. They trust their motives. We can go into a whole... Yeah, we're all conditioned. So, yeah, yeah. conditioning. Yeah. I like that one. Thank you for that. Thank you. Well, that's our time together. We hope to not only entertain you, but to provide you with some new or different perspective about the various topics we discuss. Join the conversation and share your thoughts on today's topic. Yes, look us up on Facebook and Instagram. Um, it's very easy. Just on Facebook, search for The Heathen's Guide to Life. And on IG, it's at Heathen's Guide, no apostrophe S. Also, look us up on Mixcloud, Soundcloud, and iTunes, and subscribe. Hey. We in there. Hey. Uh, thanks again to our guest, Tamika and Chike, Thank for you. a wonderfully Thank spirited you. conversation. You. My hey. pleasure. Mm-hmm. My pleasure as well. Tune in next week for another episode of The Heathen's Guide to Life. I'm Kay Ibn Latif. I'm Kayla Sean. And we'll see you next week. Bye, guys.